This episode of the Oh, I Had That podcast is sponsored by TimeWarpJunkie.com. TimeWarpJunkie.com. Are you looking for sweet throwback clothing, accessories, and home decor? Then head over to TimeWarpJunkie.com. That's TimeWarpJunkie.com. podcast i'm josh and i'm jesse and we are here today to talk about our favorite sitcoms through the 80s and 90s how about that and we're recording in the morning <laughs> that's weird right we're not we, we usually... never ever <laughs> ever record in the morning we're always at like 11 o'clock at night and here we are eight o'clock in the morning here we are with our morning voices got our deep voices on <laughs> yeah so hopefully we don't have any screaming children that come pounding at the door it's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, we're going to have cameos in this episode. <laughs> Just hear like, Ma, Dad! <laughs> they were not awake uh, when, when I came downstairs, so I set out some toaster strudels for them and some milk, <laughs> and I set their iPads next to their plates, and I came downstairs. <laughs> They'll find them. You left a message, a video message on the TV that's like, girls, do not disturb your father. <laughs> Yeah, the two and four. I put a post-it on the TV that says, shh, recording. <laughs> recording in pro- progress. <laughs> Maybe I need to get one of those uh, red lights Yeah, heading down my stairs like uh, like, like in uh, Full House. On air. You get an on air sign. Ah, there you go. <laughs> no, nothing like that would work with my kid. He would just be pounding at the door. <laughs> Let me in. All right. So, I mean – we say 80s and 90s, but you brought up a good point when we were kind of discussing before recording here that we can't do this without talking about Three's Company. So we're going to have to throw that in the mix, even though that's what, like late 70s, mid 70s? Yeah. yeah. I mean, John Ritter is just timeless, so he, got to, he has to have his moment to shine here. Yeah, well, we'll get there. But there was uh, some exciting news in – Movies and TV this week. We got a new official trailer for Stranger Things 3 mm-hmm. dropping on the 4th of July. It's uh, a few months away still, but man, I'm so excited. And it, I loved how they intro it. <laughs> Dustin's all like uh, acting like nobody's happy. He's home from camp. It's, I, I guess he was away at camp in June, and then they pick up around July. So he's all like, well, at least you're happy I'm home talking to his turtle. <laughs> I love the 80s music kicks in right at the top. 
These kids are looking older and older, though. Yeah, if if I took anything away from this this trailer, it's that season four is either not going to happen or it's going to be a, a completely different type of show. Going to be adults. Well, I think even this trailer they're leading into, like they have that kind of voiceover of Mike saying, "Like we're not kids anymore. We want us just to hang out in the basement." And it looks like, you know, him and Eleven are coupled up, and then it looks like Max and um, what's the one dude's name? I always think of his real name, Lucas. Mm. Uh, it looks like those two are kind of coupled up, and then you got Will, his weird self, all by himself, and then and Dustin comes home from camp and sees all this, and he's probably going to be all emo. Yeah, and it looks like it takes place uh, at the 4th of July, which is when it comes out on Netflix. Yeah, I just love that it, it seems like everything's leading up to this big battle at the mall, which yes, it's going to be awesome. And you said, <laughs> I know this week you mentioned you were taking a look at that old movie, Chopping Mall, yeah. which is 80s mall goodness set to yes. like a slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it looks like they almost recreated an 80s mall from the looks of it. Oh, yeah, there's some... Uh people on youtube that have done some like uh they visited the mall and kind of snuck into like the filming area and filmed the different storefronts and it looks like it's going to be pretty sweet sweet i guess this whole mall in uh somewhere in the atlanta suburbs just like was defunct and there's like just part of it that's used still so this other whole wing of this mall they just transformed into like a flashback 80s mall. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited about that, and we can't wait. But then, you uh, know, in, uh, in film news... Hi, I'm Alex Winter. And I'm Keanu Reeves. And together, we are... Wild, Wild Stallions. Stallions. And we are here at the Hollywood Bowl, where we'll never play. Never play. Oh. But we're here to announce something. Yes. <laughs> we want to say thank you to you, the fans. We do. Because it looks like we might actually, hopefully, make a movie this summer. Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. Yes. And it is all because of you guys, and so we owe you a huge debt of gratitude, and we wanted to say thank you. Thank you. And be excellent. Be excellent. All right, so Bill and Ted 3 coming at us uh, August 2020. So we're going to get the Ghostbusters 3 in, uh, I think, July or earlier that summer, and then we got Bill and Ted coming back. Man, I did take away from that announcement, though, that they both look so old when you think about them as Bill and Ted. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's going to be curious. It's like Dumb and Dumber had the same issue with the, that sequel. Yeah, but I guess it's – if I've heard right of the leaks, it's that they are like you know old men, maybe even fathers, and now they have to face the music. It's called Bill and Ted Face the Music because they never wrote – the song that saves the world. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so they're old guys and they haven't created that essentially that music that that society is built on later. So I think, I don't know who's going to come back to him because it can't be Rufus now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they have some fun with it though. Yeah. I'm sure. Hopefully there's some time travel in there. I'm sure it'll be good. I mean, it's the same writer creators and maybe the director from the first two and, uh, I think that had the same director, but, and then those two guys had, it sounds like they had input before like coming on board, you know, just to get it rolling. So I'm hoping it's not a disaster. <laughs> this has been a long time coming. Yeah. They've been talking about this for a long, long time. 
But yeah, that's some excellent news. Really? <laughs> Had to do it. Come on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you got? You you said we got some food news today. It seems like every episode we kind of start with a little bit of food news. <laughs> um, and I don't know how that happened, but they just keep putting new stuff out. Um, now I know I was. I think I was at work and I got a text from you. There's some new nasty cereals out there. <laughs> yeah, they didn't look good. <laughs> um, was it Post? I believe it's Post. Yeah. yeah. Chicken and Waffles Limited Edition Cereal. <laughs> and Maple Bacon Donut Cereal. Now, it's from the makers of Honey Bunches of Oats. So it, it the the flakes kind of look like honey bunches of oats. Oh yeah, it has it has honey bunches of oats. It says honey brunches of oats. On, yeah. On the uh, on the cereals, uh, under the new names of each of them, so a kind of a mixture of that cereal and this new flavor. <clears throat> and before I came downstairs, I tried the maple bacon donut one and. It is pretty much exactly what you would expect it to taste like. But the chicken and waffles, I was like, okay, how are they going to make this work? I don't understand it. Yeah, how does it taste like chicken? <laughs> yeah, and, and do you want it to taste like chicken? <laughs> like, really? You know? Or is it just going to taste like waffles? Yeah. Bruh, I'm here to tell you. It has little chicken drumsticks in it. Oh, what? <laughs> and they taste like ramen. Oh, so chick ramen chicken flavoring. Yes. Yes. So that's in exact... your cereal. That does not sound good. It does not sound good. <laughs> and it was not good. And it was not good. So I have the... not tried it with milk. I just opened it up and grabbed a handful, but I was like, oh, So does uh, the waffle flavor come from like a mapley syrup flavor then? Yeah, it's just little mini waffles. Or they taste like maybe the maple that's in the maple bacon donuts as well. <laughs> it could be. I can't. I don't think maple cereal is really that extreme. <clears throat> but I did see that they discontinued Waffle Crisp. Did you know that? Really? Well, I never bought it, but I don't know. Cereal was around for a while. I think Post is Post is who hit a home run with that s'mores cereal recently, right? Yeah. Because that one is amazing, but these two might be a swing and a miss here. Yeah, I think I'd rather just have a maple bacon donut itself. And I don't, yeah, exactly. Or chicken and waffles. Dude, chick actual chicken waffles is delicious. But yes. you're prepared to eat something warm and not thinking about cereal in that flavor, you know? That's, it seems weird. Well, but, I had to pick them up for the show, and yeah. I don't know if they will be consumed. <laughs> just throw them away. <laughs> I know, they're kind of so weird. They might, you might just want to, like, seal the top of it without the bag in there and have a have a memory of a cereal that was terrible <laughs> i could just I, I i should just save the box and say look yeah look 20 years ago we had the biggest bomb in the cereal industry and i have the box right here and i'm gonna sell it on ebay for 50 bucks i wonder how they're selling that's funny in other related snack news did we ever talk about the new butterfinger recipe did you no we didn't did you try it i did and and your thoughts it tastes burnt see i didn't think i got that butterfinger taste that made me like the real butterfinger ingredient before i i don't know it's it tasted a little different 
I wasn't thrilled. It does. It just tastes a little darker than yeah. you're used to. I didn't get as much peanut butteriness in it as before. Maybe that was my problem. Did it just stick to your teeth as much, though? You're right. It didn't, did it? That might be what they're going for. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I don't know if I'll be eating Butterfingers if they're staying with that one. That was always the worst part of, uh, like, Chicka Sticks <laughs> and Butterfingers is that you chew them and chew them and you chew them, just like Jujubees, mm -hmm. and you don't swallow because it's all stuck in your teeth. <laughs> yeah. The flavor was great with the Butterfinger, though, so they kind of missed that mark with me. It tasted a little different, but it's still there. I mean, overall, still, still people might be happier. I'm not sure, but it was worth trying for a little bit of a discussion here and to let people know there's a new Butterfinger Butterfinger recipe, in case you didn't know. So There's also a new Sprite out. Did you see that? A new Sprite? Sprite Limonade. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's like a cross between Sprite and Lemonade. Hmm. I tried it. How it tastes that? like carbonated lemonade. Carbonated lemonade, which... No surprises there. It's all right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a big lemonade guy. Yeah. I've recently taken, like, country time lemonade that you make at home and um, poured it with, like, a seltzer water, like, mix them together. And gives it a little more of a bite, the lemonade. So maybe it's essentially that, carbonated lemonade. <laughs> Could so be. I've already done that myself, so I'm okay, Sprite. Uh, Just like Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew has all these flavors, and it's like, really, Mountain Dew? How many different colors do you need to make? Just toxic Chemical. Red Bull is doing the same thing. <laughs> like, how many different fruit Red Bulls are we going to get? <laughs> plum and peach and all this shit. Surprised they haven't made a Skittles combo Red Bull. Skittles Red Bull. For the Skittle spit? Yeah, <laughs> Skittle spit. <laughs> it pretty much already is. <laughs> so. All right, so why are we here today? We're here wait, to. Wait, wait, wait. We've got a couple more things to you talk about. You've got more food news? Did we already talk about the Flaming Hot Doritos? Uh, I don't think so. That, is that a new thing? It is. So like I'm the... really floored that it took this long for them to make Flaming Hot Doritos. So like Flaming Hot Cheetos, but Doritos. Yes. I've, I haven't seen them. Are they you good? Like Flaming Hot Cheetos? Uh, they're all right. They're fine. Yeah, they're good. Does it essentially taste like a Flaming Hot Cheeto? <laughs> I can't well, imagine it being that different. The thing about them is they're not really – unless you really, really, really like hot stuff – yeah. You're not going to just sit there and eat the whole bag. Like, uh, you're going to eat a couple and then go, ooh, those are hot, and move on. Uh, maybe, maybe that is like a like a diet thing, in their opinion, where you can <laughs> just, like, eat a couple and then move on with your life rather than just be a gluttonous fat slob. Yeah, I'm not much on the, like, spicy or hot uh, food train, so I'd probably eat one or two and be like, I'm out. I mean, like I said, it's I'm really surprised it took this long for them to do a Flaming Hot Dorito. I, yeah. Yeah. It's weird they didn't have that previously. Yeah, but, but now that they're out, I'll, maybe I can find a little snack size bag to give it a try. I yeah. don't need a whole bag of Doritos. They're, they're not bad. <laughs> I don't typically buy a lot of Doritos. Yeah. Um, I do at Subway, though. Man, I did that post recently about Cool Ranch, and I couldn't believe how many people love Cool Ranch because I always thought they smelled the nastiest, like they gave you the worst breath. Um, <laughs> and I, I preferred regular nacho cheese, but 
Everybody loved Cool Ranch. And what was the thing? Was it just repackaging how they had, like, Cooler Ranch at one point? Oh, they might have changed the recipe. <clears throat> but seeing the old art on those old bags was total throwback. They should bring all those old bags back just for nostalgia value. The ones when Jay Leno was doing the commercials? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, and Doritos. <laughs> Is that a good Jay Leno? No. Get eat some Doritos, huh? <laughs> Does he sound like James Cagney or something? <laughs> well, howdy. Let me guess. You've been waiting for Cool Ranch flavored Doritos, and I can't say I blame you. Uh, creamy Cool Ranch seasonings. And those ingredients, what are we talking here? Maybe a tomato, an onion or two? Uh, see, see, this is what your storytellers might call a cornucopia of nature's treasures. And that's why no other chip tastes like Cool Ranch and no other crunch can jumpstart your horse. Cool Ranch flavored Doritos brand tortilla chips. One heck of a crunch. Well, Jay Leno the pitch man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember that. I remember when Jay, Jay Leno had a stint in like movies. Oh, yeah. So weird. Is it Collision Course? Yeah, it was like a cop movie, right? I, um, I remember him being a cop in a movie or something. I don't know. But he found his path much better. <laughs> it, it was him and Pat Morita, right? Oh, yes. Yes. God, that was Collision Course. Wow. And yeah, he was a cop. A Japanese investigator and Detroit cop <laughs> team up to track down a stolen prototype turbocharger. Wow. <laughs> uh, if they could, they should take some of these uh, '80s movies that were just so. Now they seem so cheesy and bizarre. They should take some of those and just remake them, instead of these well-known franchises or movies that they feel like need to be rebooted. Just reboot stuff that nobody remembers. Or at least improve on something yeah. that wasn't that good to begin with. Yeah, like find an old movie that really Dawn didn't... of the Dead, for example. Yeah, didn't find its audience and touch it up, just take the major plot points and make a better movie. I think taking these well-known things is just like that's why people are like, "Oh, another remake." If they don't know it's a remake, <laughs> <laughs> who cares I don't know why they're not doing that more maybe they already are and you know we just don't know because we don't know it's a remake there you go you could could be right um, but it seems like there's less and less original like Hollywood movies there's a lot of in, like indie original movies but these blockbusters it's like they're few and far between now where it's like an original idea <clears throat> well they're they're the ones that are making the money not the indies yeah, sort of. Even the independent theaters are starting to show blockbusters now, unfortunately. Hmm. At least the ones around here. Hey, we got one more thing to talk about. Did you see what's back at Pizza Hut? I did not. The Pizzone, brother! The Pizzone is back? It's back. Oh, wow. You I'm and to I get a ate the living shit out of Pizzones <laughs> once upon a time. Remember that? Yes. We loved them. I'm going to have to get a Pizzone, dude. Oh. Man. Yeah, they're back. That's awesome. I saw it on the menu when I was at Pizza Hut like a week ago. I was like, did they ever go away? And then I saw a commercial <laughs> on TV this morning. Or no, it was last night. Wow. Like, it's back. And I'm like, <gasps> dude, I'm getting a Pizzone tonight. 
Yeah. It's like a glorified Hot Pocket. It, well, it's like a giant Hot Pocket. It's just a calzone <laughs> from Pizza Hut. A calzone, but, but called a pizzone. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking at pictures of it on Google Images. It looks so bad for so you, but were you good. Were you at Pizza Hut, and did you ask, like, can I order one of those? <laughs> no, I was getting one of those uh, those new cheesy uh, cheesy crust pizzas that they have. Yeah. And uh, I was inside paying because I just I just picked up. Why why wait for delivery? Yeah. It's gonna take four or five extra minutes for them to do that. So I go in and there's the menu right behind them, and there it is, Bazone. You see how much it is? Because it was like five bucks before, five ninety nine or something like that. That's amazing. Let me see. Do do do. You know, your favorite part of the podcast is where Jesse was ordering a pizza at 9 in the morning. <laughs> pizza Hut is bringing back the Pizzone. It's a, there's, like, actual articles on Google. Foodandwine.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry, it's anticlimactic. It's trying to get me to sign in. I don't know. Well, everyone's going to have to go check out Pizzone at their local Pizza Hut. Cause... So I have not had the Pizzone since it's been back, but I can highly recommend the Ultimate Cheesy Crust Pizza that they have right now. The That's ultimate... when they have that awful commercial where it's like Baby Got Back, and they're like, oh, my God, Becky, look at that crust. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you haven't seen that commercial? No. It's so stupid. I don't uh, – I currently don't have, like, live TV, so I don't see commercials really. Mm, I have okay. – yeah, everything but, so. They're probably going to be advertising a lot during March Madness, mm. which is going on this weekend. Yeah, I can't say so that I – dump a bunch of pizzones into the world, I'm guessing. <laughs> I feel like I uh, watch, uh, like, quite a bit of television just by, you know, streaming on Hulu and Netflix and whatnot, but – I totally am forgetting I'm missing all of this advertising. And you know what? I can't say I've been missing it, Bob. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any other food news before we get into our, our major work? I think we're 20 I, minutes in here, and we have not talked about our favorite sitcom moments. <laughs> well, are we kind of, we're talking sitcom moments? No, all sitcoms in general. I guess okay. our favorite sitcoms. Okay. So why don't I, I? We're gonna go through the '80s and '90s. No, no particular order here, but I think so we already mentioned it. We should just talk about Three's Company here. Okay. <laughs> So we're here. We're in the apartment. We're one. We're one of the gang. Mr. Roper is about to knock on the window. <laughs> we're talking Three's Company. So 
this is one that you know there there was a lot a lot of sexual innuendo involved in the comedy. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Stuff I mean, you don't pick up on when you're a kid. Yeah, as a kid watching it, I just thought it was goofy uh, uh, Jack and uh, and the girls. I I didn't ever pick up on those, but seeing it later, I was like, wow. This is a real, it's <laughs> a real horny show. <laughs> nineteen seventy-seven through nineteen eighty-four makes sense. So though. we saw it as reruns, and this yeah. thing was on reruns all the time. Yeah. But even as a kid, I didn't know that Jack was pretending to be gay. Oh, you didn't get that? No, not as a kid. I mean, maybe not as a kid, but seeing it as an adolescent, I knew that that was the plot point. <laughs> Maybe I just didn't watch it as a as an I older. I mean, I saw it as like a a young like junior high. Like I knew what was going on at that point, but yeah, I think that was the whole the shtick. So so that they could have him as a roommate, right? And, yeah. But uh, otherwise, I don't know why it would be up to the landlord to allow two girls to live with a guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was very old fashioned. Yeah. And then there was the uh, the Ropers before Mr. Furley, right? Yes. So Mr. I always forget in my head. I see. I think Mr. Roper and I see Don Knotts, but the Ropers were actually the previous landlords, and Don Knotts was Mr. Furley. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Furley was kind of like a ladies' man. <laughs> kind, <laughs> kind, kind of like the uh, the the grandpa and the Goldbergs now. <laughs> A flamboyantly dressed landlord who fancies himself a ladies' man is this description of Mr. Furley. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Stanley Roper, played by Norman Fell, and Audra Lindley, played Helen Roper. And they were a married old couple that were the landlords. But, of course, the main trio here, we have John Ritter as Jack Tripper, a clumsy culinary student. Joyce DeWitt as Janet Wood, a down-to-earth, level-headed woman from Speedway, Indiana, who is an aspiring dancer. And mm -hmm. Suzanne Summers, uh, Chrissy Snow, a ditzy secretary from Fresno. Now, Suzanne Summers, that was at, like, the—I mean, we're seeing it on reruns, so, like, seeing it in, like, the early 90s or late 80s even, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. But at that point, you know— you you've seen Suzanne Summer's age, so it's like, yeah, this was way way before Thymaster. Yeah, but she was also the one that was in the most controversy of the show. Uh, she she was like holding out for more money, and they ended up replacing her, right? Yeah, with her ditzy accident prone cousin. Yeah, Cindy. Uh, Cindy Snow, played by Jenny Harrison, season <laughs> five. Well, I mean. Suzanne made it through five seasons, so it's quite a good run, but 87 episodes. So at 87 episodes, does she hit long enough to be included in getting, like, the uh, syndication money or whatever? Who knows probably. if it still worked out at that point back then. But yeah, probably. These Big Bang Theory kids are going to be rolling in dough for the rest of their lives. Oh, God. Yeah. They already have to be. I mean, just for each season, they were making a killing. But now, like, after it's done, just for the thing being on TV everywhere, realistically, it's like, man, never have to work again. I mean, even with their salaries, they wouldn't, but <laughs> it's crazy. But then you see other people on 
one-off shows from like the early 90s or 80s where they get like uh residual checks and they're for like a dollar or something <laughs> yeah so. i mean there's 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 movies in the 70s that are still paying out residuals to like people have like walk-on roles oh that's crazy it's not oh. worth the ch- the paper it's printed on you get a check for like five cents in the mail <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like at that point you're not even opening it you're just throwing it out with the junk mail but yeah, Three's Company was an, a sitcom that aired for eight seasons on ABC from 77 to 84. And it looks like it was based on a British sitcom, which a lot of our American ideas are ripped off from the English. Um, well, the, 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 the British people are very big on farce, so it, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. This farce chronicles the escapades of hijinks of the trio constant misunderstandings in their social lives and financial struggles and it was a big hit and you know i always enjoyed it even though i didn't grow up in the 70s and i'm kind of looking at it through the the lens of like a nine more of a 90s adolescent it, it still hit hit a home run and it was funny and you know john ritter was just the great clumsy every man but uh i enjoyed it yeah, I didn't even think because we were sticking with '80s and '90s. I didn't even think of bringing this one up, but it's definitely worth like revisiting if you've never watched it or you watched it on reruns back in the day. I definitely find it and check it out again. And then it's like Joyce to Joyce to Wit was good on that show. It's just like where did Joyce to Wit go? Well, the, the show also has a really cheesy, wonderfully awesome, wonderfully cheesy. I should say. Let's go with that theme song. Oh yeah. In the kind of starting the era, like the the seventies, the later seventies is kind of ushering in that era through all the way through the eighties and early nineties, where every, all these sitcoms had amazing theme songs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it went away. I don't know why it's not a thing anymore. But we should bring it back. Some some TV shows have uh, theme songs. Big Bang does. I mean. I guess it does. You're, you're talking the cheesy ones. Yeah, I guess it does. Well, that was just the age of entertainment back then because yeah. commercials had theme songs too. Yeah. Or products had theme songs, which is an episode we're going to get to soon. I think yeah, that's on, on the schedule here. We're going to talk commercial commercial jingles, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, why don't we – Anything else you wanted let's, to? Let's stick with Suzanne Somers. What, 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 <laughs> what, what was another? Uh, what was another sitcom that she starred on, Josh? Oh, wow! You're doing this, huh? Yeah, why not? Jump right in. Oh, uh, step by step. Step by step. Step by step. Will there ever be a second time around? 
All right. Now that's a classic there. I always was perplexed by how they were in Wisconsin and they were on a roller coaster by the water. Um, seemingly an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, these, these guys were like in, in the state next door. Yeah, they were supposed to be in like Green Point or something, Wisconsin, right? I I think so. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Some sort of Wisconsin town that I think was Port, made up. Port Washington. Port Wisconsin. Washington, okay. Yeah, man, Step by Step was one of those TGIF staples, right? Yeah, um, it was kind of a play on uh, Yours, Mine, and Ours or one of those kind of movies where mom has this many kids, dad has this many kids. Yeah. Oh my God! It's like the Brady Bunch again. Blended family coming together, and well, of course it's a Miller Boyette production, <laughs> which Miller Boyette production just has this nostalgic ring just saying it. But they brought us Bosom Buddies, Happy Days, Full House, Perfect Strangers, Mork and Mindy, and Laverne and Shirley. So that that allows for Steve Urkel to pop up in cameos. <laughs> That's right. In, in uh, Family Matters too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in Step by Step, and he was on uh, Full House. That's so crazy. That's so funny. It's yeah. kind of didn't did Happy Days do that with other shows? I feel like yeah, I feel like the Fonz was on. He was at at least on Laverne and Shirley. Yeah, right? yeah. Where Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff. And Mork and Minnie was a spinoff of Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. They're yeah. all connected, man. They're all connected. Ooh. Next thing you're going to tell me is Archie's Place is a spinoff of all the family. <laughs> man, but now we're getting into this this Miller Boyette hole where I, now I want to talk about all these real old shows like Bulls and Buddies and Happy Days. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> I go. don't have much to say about either of those. I didn't really watch them. Really? You didn't watch Bulls and Buddies or Happy Days? I've seen Happy Days. I've yeah. seen Bosom Buddies. I didn't watch them enough oh. to, to remember. I was all in on Happy Days. I think I watched a, a large chunk of that show. but like, There's um, probably not a lot of Family Matters or uh, Full House that I have not seen. Yeah. Full House, I can almost fucking guarantee I've seen every episode. <laughs> not Fuller House, though. Have you watched all of Fuller House? No. <laughs> no, I watched like six episodes of the first season. We'll get into Full House, but... Step by step was kind of, yeah, like a Brady Bunch type of situation where Patrick Duffy is bringing in three children of his own and Suzanne Summers already has three children and kind of making a blended family here. Yeah. But and yeah. they have a crazy cousin. Oh, yeah. Crazy cousin Cody. <laughs> yep. Sasha Mitchell. Sasha Mitchell. Yeah. He had a good run there on step by step. Till a domestic abuse case came his way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but TGIF, thank God it's Fridays, was a staple from 89 through, I don't even know what the, the original run ended in 2000, maybe? Yeah. And they brought it back, but nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. Third run started in October 2018. So they had a second run from 03 to 05. But it's just it's not that time anymore even even at that point and now in 2018 I don't I don't think it's the same era where 
you know, you can get a family or siblings like sitting down on a Friday night to watch uh, a stable of shows, you know, like a block of two hours. You know, it's hard to even get a family together to watch one show. You know, it's not that same type of life anymore. Everything's streaming. You watch it when you want to. It's not appointment television. So they were trying to bring it back, but. Well, the thing with me is that's when all the Triple D reruns are on the Food Network. So <laughs> I'm not going to watch sitcoms when I could be watching Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to get your Guy Fieri fix in. So step by step, let, let's, get, <laughs> let's get creepy for a second. Okay. <laughs> Who was your favorite daughter? Um, as an oh, eleven-year-old boy, it's a lot less creepy to think which was the youngest or the the cutest daughter. Yeah. To you. I think it was uh, Suzanne Summers' daughter Karen, who was like the ditzy brunette, like yeah. the like the pretty girl, the the girly girl of the crew. Yeah. But. I think uh, where would you go? Where's your where was your oh, I I was Al. I like yeah. the tomboy. Yeah, the tomboy. And yeah. Christine Lakin is turned into a, a very beautiful woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. But um she was recently I don't even know if it got canceled, but she did a show with uh Jody Sweeten. Is that the full house chick? Yeah. Jody Sweeten and uh um Beverly Mitchell from Oh yeah. What show is Seventh that? Heaven? Seventh Heaven. It was on the Pop Network. It was called Hollywood Darlings and they were essentially like playing themselves. It was like a satire, like a curb your enthusiasm type of show. Um like that one that Joey does. Yeah. Where he plays himself. Like yeah. An exaggerated example of his life. Exactly. <laughs> Hollywood Darlings? I think they just had a couple of seasons. Um but Christine Lincoln also has dabbled in directing shows. I think she started directing. I feel like I saw her. I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. The Goldbergs has been having everyone direct that show. So she might have been an episode of the Goldbergs. But did you see the other uh, an episode the other day with Steve Gutenberg in it? I I'm a couple behind actually. Oh okay. I won't ruin it then. Oh man, the Goots. <laughs> What's going on with Police Academy? I thought they were bringing that back. No rush. No rush. <laughs> no, there's a there there's a movie that could be improved upon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't. Yeah. But they, they tried like ten times and didn't happen. Anyway, yeah, Christine Lakin. She was in that movie with um, Paris Hilton, The Hottie and the Naughty. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that was a movie that existed. 2008. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up. I don't think it's very good, but yeah, the in the oldest of Suzanne Summers' daughters on that show, which let's get Suzanne. What's her name? Carol Foster Lambert was Suzanne Summers, but her oldest daughter, played by Stacy Keenan, Dana Foster. Mm-hmm. I think Stacy Keenan's actually a uh, attorney now, like a trial lawyer. And she was on My Two Dads. Yes. I don't think we're going to be talking another, about that one. I mean, it was a sitcom. It existed. <laughs> it was. Three three seasons. I can't say I loved it. I saw a few episodes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, she uh, looks like she went to UCLA and then uh, Southwestern Law School and is an attorney. Nice. 
she was always the, like the brainy, like sarcastic one on Step by Step. So makes sense that she was intelligent in real life. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Step by Step was a good quality sitcom, full of some comedic moments and even Steve Urkel popping up, like you mentioned. <laughs> Yeah, they were supposed to be like the average American Midwestern family, but a blended variety like the Brady Bunch, like we mentioned. Yeah, and it was a a, a good uh, lead in from Full House. Speaking of Full House, can we talk Growing Pains? Yes. <laughs> now, Growing Pains, as a show, I feel like doesn't get. I mean. It probably does, but I don't. I don't feel like I hear about it getting its just dues as often as those other TGIF staples like Full House and Family Matters. So maybe we just kind of glance over those. Everyone knows those are quality shows. We love Urkel. We love Michelle and her little "You Got It" dudes. Do um, we though? <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about some other ones here. We'll, we'll take it back to Growing Pains and the Seavers. Show me that smile again. that song it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> you said that so matter of fact it's amazing <laughs> should have won a grammy <laughs> it should. So, so the growing pains was an american sitcom that aired on abc from 1985 to 1992 now growing pains was the story of the Seavers, your average american family Dr. Jason Seaver was a psychiatrist who worked from home because his wife Maggie has gone back to work as a television reporter. So Jason is taking care of the kids mm-hmm. who who is uh who are ladies man Mike Seaver played by Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> ladies man. Bookish honor student Carol played by Tracy Gold and rambunctious Ben played by Jeremy Miller. Mhm. A fourth child, Chrissy Seaver, who uh, was later played by Ashley Johnson, is born October 1988. In the middle of season four, 88 and 89, she was first played by uh, infant twin sisters and then replaced with Ashley Johnson. Yep. And then uh, later on, there there was a, a young fellow who, you know, might have a career um, – might go on to bigger and better things who played a homeless teenager that the Seavers... God, what, what was that guy's name? The Seavers take him in. The character was Luke. I'm, I'm kind of blanking here. It's. Uh... I think he's got a bit role in the next Tarantino movie, though. Oh, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so we see Leonardo DiCaprio, a young, charismatic teenager who you think, man, that, that kid's got a future. I didn't even think that then, but 
But yeah, this this show this was always one of my favorites. It was just I don't know. It was it kind of like comfort food for in TV form. Yeah, a lot of uh, a, a lot of syndication for this one. That's where I saw it mostly. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think uh, little uh, five year old me was running to the TV to watch Growing Pains, but I definitely twelve year old me was watching Growing Pains a lot in syndication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we always Although, got. Yeah, go ahead. I, I never really did look up to Mike though. Mm. Like you kind you kind of find your role models in TV shows yeah. and movies and stuff. He was never really the teenager I wanted to be. No, yeah. It was kind of like a getting into trouble like um yeah. more more of a he's a he's ladies man. Yeah, he's a ladies man. But he's got to have his own bedroom above the garage. Oh my god. That was one thing I was like this kid's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's pretty awesome. He lives above the garage. <laughs> <clears throat> and he always got a kick out of uh, Mike's friend, uh, played by Andrew Koenig, uh, Richard Milhouse Stabone, a.k.a. Boner. Mm, yeah. Wow, what a sad life he had. Well, I think he battled with depression and um, um, different, you know, mental debilitations that you know led to um i think he took his own life but it's it's pretty sad he was actually one of the early um he did some like video and stuff production on a a podcast i listened to called never not funny uh they were one of the earliest podcasts around um comedian jimmy pardo um but he's actually jimmy pardo's brother-in-law he's married to his sister who their father is Walter Koenig from Star Trek. Ah, yeah. But yeah, so Boner Still was Still around. Always, Boner was always Check a good off. Yeah, there you go. He was always funny and I always laughed at them calling him Boner cuz I'm a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Oh my god, they said Boner on TV." <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we there there were there's a lot of good moments on Growing Pains. I feel like more people should go back and enjoy it. And we know we've lost Alan Thicke in recent years. And we've lost Kirk Cameron. <laughs> oh, he, we didn't lose him. He's saving saving the world one one rebirth at a time. One shitty Christian movie at a time. <laughs> He's not left behind. <laughs> well, I don't see Leonardo DiCaprio starring in any of them. Yeah. Well, there was controversy, like, as him playing Mike Seaver, different things that he didn't feel was, like, fitting within his personal religious uh, life, um, like, showing on screen. I think, like, getting into more, like, sexual situations with his girlfriend and stuff like that, where he would. Get, yeah. Like, there would be blowback from him and producers and. I think it became more and more of a headache yeah um i will say this though in his defense i don't think fireproof is as bad as people say mm. i haven't seen that one no oh, we're getting a little little cameo from some laughing children oh yeah you hear her over there yeah she's <laughs> she's covered uh, a donut floaty with a blanket and now she's dump, jumping inside of it <laughs> So yeah, we can. Why don't we? Why don't we talk? Yeah, Lucy. Say hi. Oh. Hi. Oh, hi. 
Say hi, podcast lovers. Uh, no? Okay, bye. <laughs> so that's Lucy, everyone. That's Lucy. And uh, this has been Growing Pains. Is there really anything else to say? I was at a convention last year, and Tracy Gold and Jeremy Miller were there. Really? Together? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Unfortunately, didn't get to um, get a uh, photo with them, but yeah, the Seavers were in full effect. Right next to, uh, I'm blanking on his name now. Man. Ta- Bridges? Oh, yes. T- Todd Bridges, yes. And what show was he on? Uh. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Park Avenue businessman and widower Philip Drummond adopts two African-American boys from Harlem <laughs> to live with him and his daughter, Kimberly. Oh, Dina Plato. That was another sad story. Mm-hmm. But Different Strokes ran from 85 to 86. Um, no, no, no. What? 78. Through 86. Oh, I'm sorry. It started yeah, on NBC good. and then it moved over to ABC. I was going to say. They step had by a... Step did the same thing. Did you know that? that was step by Step was on ABC and then it moved over to CBS for the last season. Uh huh. So this kind of did the same thing, but it was on NBC and ABC. I was going to say, I was, it was on for like eight seasons. And I'm like reading that and it says a year. I'm like, what? <laughs> so 78 <laughs> to 86. That, yeah, they had a hell of a run. This was the show that made Gary Coleman a fucking star. Yeah. Like, he was everywhere. He was everywhere. Making cameos on other shows. I'm surprised he wasn't in more film, you know, around that time. He was time, in but... a couple. He was on on the right track and Jimmy the Kid. Mm-hmm. But it never really took off for him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of those child stars just kind of, his, his flame burned out. He passed away, right, in 2010? Yeah. 2010, 42 wow. years old. But he had a rough life uh, even up to that. Yeah, just like with health issues. Yeah. Well, he was kind of – yeah, he battled some stuff. Yeah. Let's just say that. But the show – Different strokes. Uh, introduced uh, Mrs. Garrett, of course. Oh, it did. Yep. She would go on to talk about – or to, we'll, we'll talk about her in the next – show but uh different strokes also very famous for these very special episodes mm-hmm. about serious issues such as drug use what else was there it was like i remember the drug abuse one there there was like there was a really creepy one about the child molester or something yeah i was gonna say wasn't there one about like sexual abuse or yeah it was like what is going on right now that's what I remember thinking when I was a little kid. <laughs> the, the, where, where's little what you talking about Willis kind of, kind of humor? Yeah, this is like getting really, really dark. Yeah, they had very special episodes which touched on racism, drug use, hitchhiking, kidnapping, and child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of stuff. They were really pushing the envelope. 
but um, yeah, more power to him. It made it, it made for some good television, and uh, I mean, I enjoyed it. I I watched Don Syndication quite a bit. Um, yeah, there's it's just a, one of those shows that I definitely was worth mentioning, and we all are aware of it, but you may, might not have spent time in recent years revisiting it. I'd say it's definitely worth a watch again. You also have really young Janet Jackson in mm. it for quite a few seasons. Was, Jody Goodman from Greece. Was she playing uh, her like what's happening character? Or? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> she was on that show, right? Janet, Janet Jackson? Jackson? Yeah. What's happening? Is that the show she was on? No, I think she was on... Uh, was it? Good times. Good times. Good times. That's where I was confusing her for. But she wasn't playing the same character that was on Good Times, was she? No. Okay. Young Janet Jackson. And Conrad Bain, he lived a long time. Oh, man. 89 years old he lived to be. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. 2013? And then, wow. And, and then Mrs. Garrett, she just died... Oh, but uh, last August at 92. Wow. Yeah. So okay, if you want to talk it. about the facts of life, let's talk about the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got to go and show you grow, and now you know about the facts of life. The facts of life. When the world. That's a banger, as the kids would say. <laughs> the, the kids do say that, don't they? <laughs> yeah, the facts of life. It's uh, We got Miss Garrett spinning off from the different strokes to what? She's like the house mom or something to these uh, boarding school kids? Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. In, in New York. Let me just... I gotta pull up some information here on this show. So we have Facts of Life running on NBC from '79 to '88. Yeah, it had a hell of a run, making one of the it, the one of the longest running sitcoms of the '80s. Wow. So nice. as far as characters, let's let's look at this because uh, everybody had their favorite Facts of Life girl. Mine was Joe, played by Nancy McKeon. Yes, the girl that would that was a lot more likely to hop on a motorcycle <laughs> yeah. than bake. Than bake. Yes. And of course, uh, I'm sure plenty of people loved Blair Warner, played by Lisa Wenchel, who was like the quintessential blonde beauty. Yep. And you have little Tootie, played by Kim Fields, who we'd see later in what Living Single. And and the, one of the Real Housewives. She's a real housewife? Yes. Kim Fields? Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. Um, and then, oh, sweet Mindy Cohen playing lovable squishy cheeks and Natalie Green. 
But yeah, we it, it was a fun show. Just a, these girls going to school, living with Mrs. Garrett, and the hijinks that ensue. Um, I for the life of me, I wouldn't have said it ran that long, but that's crazy. <laughs> um, has a great theme song though, as you just heard. Also signaled uh, one of uh, one of the earliest uh, appearances of George Clooney. Oh, George Clooney, yeah. Later, later of ER fame, he was also on Roseanne. Oh yeah, forgot about that. He was and on. And Mac- a... Mackenzie Aston was also on it. Oh. Uh, and that's the kid from the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Yes. Which was, I think was his first movie. Garbage Pail Kids movie. And then he would grow up and he'd be in stuff like Iron Will and uh, what else? Uh, White Earp. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Nothing now, really is he, too big after that. Is he related to John Aston? And yeah, that's his dad. Oh, and Patty Duke. And his brother, Sean Aston. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... Hey, is is there anything major to talk about here with F- Facts of Life? I mean, I feel like I just want to give a shout out to some of these shows that people don't really talk about a lot. You know, we hear a lot about Full House and Family Matters and, you know, even Home Improvement and stuff like that in more recent runs that people still discuss. But some of these 80s shows kind of just don't. They don't air as much. Yeah. And they no, that's not the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, well, this one was syndicated on a Hallmark Channel in the 2000s. This is the kind of stuff that should be on Nick at Night right now. Like, everybody's seen Full House. Yeah. Let's see Facts of Life now. Is that what's playing on Nick at Night? Is just Full House? <laughs> I know it's on there. Yeah. Yeah, show these sitcoms. These uh, There's so many great 80s sitcoms that just uh, you, you maybe forgot about or... You know, at once one time we're running in syndication that you know Nick at Night should be. It's so weird to think like when we were growing up, Nick at Night was like Dick Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. And now they're playing Full House. <laughs> well, I think I mentioned this before. Dick Van Dyke show was on Nick at Night twenty years after it aired. Well, Full House is now on thirty years after it aired. So look at the Nick at Night schedule. They're showing The Office, Friends. Really? A lot of friends. Mom. You're showing friends for sure. Mom, that show is fucking stupid. Yeah, I, I think, hate that show. I think it's gone on longer than it should have. It looks like they even have the Goldbergs on Nick at Night already. No kidding. <laughs> Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Full House, George Lopez, Friends, Two and a Half Men, Goldbergs, and Mom. Now, see, that's what some of these are so recent. It's like, why not go back... To the 80s and pull those shows for Nick at Night. Like Fresh Prince, I get. Full House, I get. There's Those are long enough removed. Even Friends has been long enough. But Mom and the Goldbergs are so recent. They're still going. <laughs> they're not even done. They're not even completed shows. And they're already playing on Nick at Night. Yeah. Facts of weird. Life would be a great Nick at Night show. And another one that... uh. Might not get its day in the sun because the lead actor is kind of kind of a little uh, controversial these days. But uh, Charles in charge. Yeah. 
Charles in Charge, starring Scott Bale, aired 126 episodes over five seasons. We got introduced to Nicole Eggert. Was she on anything prior to Charles in Charge? I don't think so. She went on to be a lifeguard on Baywatch. Yes. <clears throat> she was a beauty. Um, Willie Ames. Oh, Willie Ames. He had a rough life. He was working as like a like some sort of role on a cruise ship there was like some special or documentary about him and where he's at in life now and i kind of like had to start over kind of lost all of his money and really yeah but he played buddy limbeck i kind of wonder how much um zapped had to do with charles in charge (laughs) those two they were friends in zapped right yeah yeah it was kind of like Weird that they turned out in Charles in Charge as like kind of the same dynamic. Well, yeah, because they had their own things going. You know, Willie Ames was in. Eight um, is enough. Uh, eight is enough. He was. Uh, what else was he in? He was in um, Paradise. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. The movie Paradise with uh, Phoebe Cates. Didn't have a big movie career. Maybe that's because of Zapped. Or maybe because he was doing Charles in Charge from 84 to 90. Mm-hmm. Charles in Charge is one of those weird shows that's like they switched out the cast in the middle of the show. You know? Oh, they did, didn't they? Was it like a new family or something? It was, but it was like the same house. So like one family moved out of the house, but Charles stayed with the family that moved in. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. The house came with Scott Bale. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I have no idea what what the story is behind that, but what? (laughs) So, yeah, it looks like there's a whole family named Pembroke, and then the Powells with Nicole Lager come in in 87. Mm -hmm. Because the show ran from 84 to um, that first family, anyway, was just looks like maybe one season. Weird. First family is maybe one season to 85, and then... 86-ish, and then 87, the Powells move in. That's so weird. I wonder if there's an explanation of that one. Try to look that up here. Because Webster did the same thing. They didn't switch families, but they did switch houses in the middle of it. Mm, Oh, Webster. I always wanted those secret passageways. Are we going to talk about Webster? Because I have stuff to talk about with Webster. (laughs) Well, maybe we just uh, move on to Webster here after we talk a little bit more of uh, Charles in Charge. I always... I always thought Scott Bale was so likable on television. Yeah. I loved watching Scott Bale. Chachi. Yeah, Chachi. And then, uh, you know, in recent years, he's become fairly politically voiced and. Ugh, yes. Um, kind of more controversial, but 
um, even some things that former castmates came out about. But, you know, I don't know enough about it to touch on it. But I was exiting a restroom as Scott Bale was entering. So that was my brush with Charles in charge. My brush with... Where was that at? It was in St. Louis at a convention center. I went there to, um, like, a convention of, like, toys and random celebrities and... Okay, so it's not like not you not totally random, like Burger King. On the no, side no, no. Like, Holy shit, it's Scott Bale. <laughs> no, not like my. So he was he was signed up to be there, and he needed to use the bathroom. Yeah, he. I think Scott Bale was gotcha. like their big get. <laughs> because you've run into celebrities willy nilly like that before, yeah, haven't you? Like I was in yeah, a, you... a bar in Seattle, and Jonathan Franks was there, Commander Riker. And you just saw Jack White at the store the yeah, other day. Yeah, Jack White ran into him at a bookstore. Um, the, the best one I would have to say would be Rain Wilson in the hotel lobby. <laughs> that, that's really happened? Yeah, because he's so, you know, you think of Dwight Schrute, and he's so goofy looking. And oh, yeah, I mean, he stands out like Conan O'Brien. Would yeah, say, you know? yeah, exactly. So I shook his hand and met him, but, yeah. No Scott, kidding. Scott Bio was meant to be there, so. I didn't know that. I'll tell you what. I was at uh, Portillo's the other day, and I swear <laughs> that I saw Windy City Rehab star uh, Allison Victoria walk by. I swore I did. Really? Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. Why her. would she be in Minnesota at a Portillo's, and she could go to one in, in the she, Windy City? She could be. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, that sure looks like her. And, you know, Portillo's <laughs> is Chicago. Ooh, she wanted to taste a home. Right. <laughs> So I doubt it was her, but it sure looked like her. That's funny. I was kind of like, is that? He's like, <laughs> nah. Not like I would have ran up to her anyway. It's like, I hate HGTV. I fucking hate it. <laughs> it's so sour. It sounds like you're watching it, though. HGTV? You knew somebody No, they advertise HGTV shows on Food Network. Oh, really? Yeah. You're not a big rehab television guy? No, I just I hate uh, fake TV. It's very, it's all, it's all very staged. It's, it's so staged. We need to go to commercial. Let's create some fake drama. Yeah, like the property bros. Like, like we got a problem. <laughs> the, the roof is leaking. Yeah. I like, that. I like seeing before and afters of those though. That's the only thing that gets me sucked in. Yeah. <clears throat> but yes, let's definitely segue from this to Webster. <laughs> All right, Webster, starring Emmanuel Lewis. Yes, another uh, African American youngster adopted by a rich white family. Mm-hmm. Not not a spinoff, but definitely a ripoff. A ripoff of of our previously mentioned different strokes. <laughs> they did not strike while the iron was hot, though, because this came like four years after that. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can just kind of hide behind the fact that, well, no, no, we're our own thing now. Um, but it's only one kid, and 
what a what a little cutie Emmanuel Lewis. Oh yeah. And I mean, he was adopted by George Papadopoulos, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a- Alex a... Karras, uh, <laughs> who was a football player uh, with the the Lions, I think, right? Uh, yeah. Sure, let's go with it. Yeah, the Lions. And his real life wife, Susan Clark. Uh, as what was her name? Susan? Do you call it? Catherine? George Papadopoulos and Catherine Papadopoulos. So yeah, they were. Uh, it, it was another one of those life lessons kind of uh, shows. Um, and uh, you asked me what I have to talk about with it. Um, with me, the best episode, and anybody that knows Webster knows what I'm about to say. The best episode is when they move into that big new house and it has those, those uh, the the dumb waiter and stuff and and oh yeah, all that stuff. But it was a creepy episode. Remember this? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Webster got lost in the house, and he brings the dumbwaiter into the bedroom, and there's a girl facing the wall in a rocking chair. And he starts talking to her, and she's ignoring him. And all of a sudden, she starts to rock, and he gets scared. You don't remember this? No. Oh, you should look it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, it turns out it's just a doll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, funny. but but they when it was on TV, they totally pitched it like a horror thing. Oh my like, gosh. what's going on? Like, there's super, some supernatural <laughs> happening in Webster. And I remember, I was like, I have to see that. But it, yeah, it freaked me out when I was like seven years old. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that I mean, a, a, an entire six seasons, 149 other episodes happened around Webster, and that's the one that I always remember the most. <laughs> Because it started out where they like in a condo. Yeah, and then I think I think Webster burned it down. Webster burned down the condo. I remember there was a fire, and I'm pretty sure he was the one who was responsible for it. Webster accidentally burned down the family's apartment with a science kit, and the Papadopoulos had to leave the high rise. The family moved to a large Victorian house located on North State Parkway in Chicago's Gold Coast. That was a Chicago-based show. Is it Sarah Gold Coast? You lived there, is there? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's where he lived. Don't give him any science kits, though. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a very special episode. Webster burns down the house. <laughs> uh, <Sure>. Yeah. <coughs> I did not know that Alex Karras and... Um, Suzanne Clark were, is that her name? Were married in real life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Alex Karras, we lost in 2012 at the age of 77. Yeah. He, he was in, uh, he was in some movie that I just saw too. In the 80s. What was he in? Porky's maybe? Um, he was in. Uh, no, I, I. You know what? I watched When Time Ran Out. That's what it was. Hmm. Don't watch. Don't watch that movie. It's stupid. <laughs> he was rolling. He was in Blazing Saddles. Yes, I also just watched that too. And Emmanuel Lewis, he's still he's still around. Thank goodness. Age forty eight. As long as there's VH1, there will be Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Why is that? What's he doing on VH1? <laughs> Isn't he on like Surreal Life or something? Oh, was he? Yeah, he was on Surreal Life. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Okay. I don't think they've done surreal life in like 10 years, but <laughs> now they do like big brother and have them on there. Oh, is he on that? No, I don't know, but I'm saying they, they had a big brother recently, right? Where some old celebrities were on it. <clears throat> he was in Dickie Roberts, former child star. He was also a child spokesperson for the Whopper. Oh, that's right. Burger King presents Broiling versus Frying. I just can't figure it out. Everybody knows strain broiling beats frying nearly three to one. It's all over town. And McDonald's is frying their hamburgers all over town. Well, I like them flame broiled. So what are you going to do? I got it. Go to Burger King. Aren't you Dude, I all I can think about is that Pizza Hut Pizone, so. Oh, God, yeah. Are they open yet? I don't know. I'm getting one for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, do you want a Pizone for lunch? Mm-mm. No? Do you know what a Pizone is? Well, maybe you should listen to this episode and we'll talk about it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, everyone should check out the creepy horror movie of... Uh, called webster (laughs) (laughs) it's gotta be on youtube yeah i'm gonna have to find that episode and uh maybe the one where he burns down the apartment (laughs) (laughs) do you think the conversation happened between the papadopoulos is where they're like can we give him back (laughs) he burned down the house all right well let's let's move on from webster and the papadopoulos's to a little bit of an easier name to pronounce, the Bundys. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Love and marriage. Oh, my God, Kelly Bundy. (laughs) Yeah, and the Bundys hit right at the right time where we're discovering our boyhood. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. Christina Applegate as Kelly Bundy. The blonde bimbo. <laughs> Nobody says bimbo anymore. <laughs> yeah, they... you know what? Uh, of all these shows, this one really holds up. Yeah, it does. A, a lot of them are dated. This one's kind of dated too, but it's still, it, it's still so funny. Yeah. Well, most of the humor was just based on the characters, like. I mean, how weird and quirky Al reacts to his family and just being fed up and over it all. Um, yeah. It, there's nothing relying on, like, time frame or social issues, really. Um, not as much as, you know, some of the other shows did. It's just more about the di- family dynamic. Yeah, well, in the in the age of Me Too, they were kind of like, no ma'am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the no ma'am club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was always making fun of Marcy for not having any boobs. Oh yeah, I don't know how well those that stuff would fly now, but um, maybe it would be okay because it's so. It was a lot of insult humor, which is kind of the direction that sitcoms have gone now. Mm-hmm. Like 
Big Bang Theory is all insult humor. Mm. It's like, how can I rip on these nerds rip on each other enough? It's kind of annoying, actually. Is it it's, not, it's not like snarky humor anymore, and like it, it's actual, it's actually like mean. Didn't? But, oh, go ahead. I was just thinking the one of my favorite lines. Hi, honey. <laughs> Did you miss me? With every bullet so far. <laughs> <laughs> Just little one-liners like that just made it awesome. And man, I mean, Peg Bundy was quite the, quite the beautiful wife there. He he never took advantage of it. He's always acting all like. Yes, he did. Oh, they always (laughs) ran upstairs. Yeah, but a little Randy. He always acted so over her. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was just he he was very over his miserable life. (laughs) Shoe salesman. Yeah. Hates his job. Hates his lazy wife. Eating bonbons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just comes home and nothing's done. She's all done up. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got the uh, the horny kind of loser little little brother of uh, um, Bud, Bl- Bundy. Bud Bundy. I'm bl- I was blanking on her name. What was her name? Who? Christina, Christina Applegate. Kelly. Oh. Kelly's younger brother, Bud. Who's always got a scheme going? Buck the dog who had a, an inner monologue. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this show was definitely, in, at least I always thought so, totally ripped off by Unhappily Ever After. Yes. Oh yeah. It's like basically a Bundy ripoff. <laughs> it was. But um, yeah. I mean, this is definitely one that you know I remember watching. You know, with you know my mom or my dad, and we all enjoyed it and. It's it's just a fun time to see these dysfunctional characters interact. But, yeah, he's always making fun of Marcy Darcy. (laughs) Didn't they – like, Steve goes MIA, and they replace it with – replace him with Ted McGinley, who plays Jefferson. But doesn't he take her last name? He's Jefferson Darcy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ted McGinley came on the show – Maybe like 90 episodes in or something like that. Uh-huh. Some, something like that. And he j- it just fit right in. Yeah. Like he was so good, j- just like anybody else in that show. Yeah. Not that the guy that played Steve wasn't good either. Yeah. What was that guy's name? David Garrison. Yeah, he was funny too. I think it was like a contract dispute or something that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. Held I can't even out. comment, but I do remember uh, the 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 failed experiment that was seven. Do you remember seven? Oh yeah, like the the other sibling or something. He was like a, a nephew or something. Like some relatives came and uh, to visit, and their seventh kid was named Seven. <laughs> and they left him behind, and he became like a recurring character, like for one season, and then. Everybody hated him. Like everybody that watched the show hated him. So the next season comes on and he's gone. He's like the little <laughs> just, blonde just kid. Got rid of him. It's like a little blonde kid, right? Yeah, that nobody nobody who watched the show liked. <laughs> it's so weird. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> just disappears and they don't address it. <laughs> and the, the show kind of went out like that too, like. They were canceled without being told, so they didn't even get 
they didn't get a a, um, a send off. They mm-hmm. didn't get a final episode. They just canceled it. So that was kind of a bummer. And I know you and I have talked about this before. Um, they should they should bring it back. Yeah, I mean, with all these reboots coming back, it would be it would be cool to see like a like a eight episode one off or something, you know. Now Ed O'Neill is coming to the end of Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be curious to see if he would actually play um, Al Bundy again. I think that he has it in him. I think the character he plays on uh, uh, Modern Family is completely different. Mm-hmm. From Al Bundy, but I think he's still got it in him. I, I bet he could. See it. And I could see them all signing on to do it, too. Oh, yeah. I think it would be awesome. None of them really went away, did they? Did Bud go away? Um, You mean from, like, acting or whatever? Yeah. I think he uh, does a lot of voiceover work. Does he? Yeah, cartoons and stuff. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, to- I could totally see, even if they did... Like one TV special or something. Since they never got a finale, it'd be funny to revisit all the characters. Or even do like a Roseanne thing where you just commit to ten episodes. Yeah, like that's what I said. Like eight episode one-off where they, they don't have to continue. You just kind of close it out. A one season one-off. Yeah, like eight episodes. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. They should do it. I think more 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 sitcoms could do that. Yeah. Be funny. They're bringing Mad About You back. I mean, as long as uh, Ed O'Neill doesn't tweet anything stupid, <laughs> kill him off. <laughs> oh man, I don't know what's going on there. I I watched all of the Connors, and I just I don't know. I'm I'm torn. There's I some there's some really good moments because I mean they still have John Goodman, and he's amazing. But I just I can't. It's it's not. There's no Roseanne like. That was the show. Yeah. And maybe maybe uh maybe we should just not do a Married with Children uh reboot then. Maybe we should just <laughs> leave it as is. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it not that the funny. Connors was bad, it's just they went about it the wrong way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they should have just ended that show. Yeah, they should have. But uh yeah, I think the Bundys could live they could ride again. They could do it. <laughs> I'd be it'd be funny to see Al still selling shoes. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should they should pick up with him finally retiring from selling shoes. Yeah. <laughs> be great. Puts on that final shoe on that fat foot. <laughs> oh, he had some great one-liners when he was doing that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now I'm going to have to get a Pazone and watch some Married with Children. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Ruler says, I've been a seven since I graduated from high school. Well, these are sevens. The box says nine because, well, uh... Look, lady, you're a nine. I can accept it. Why can't you? You're very fresh. No, ma'am, that's impossible. Because for the last hour, I've been trying to squeeze your foot into a shoe when I really should have been easing them into the box. So, no, I'd say I'm anything but fresh. By the way, you want to tell John Henry over there to give the $100 pumps a rest? Your ad says courteous service. But that's not my ad, man. That's the former owner's. He was killed, tragically, on this very spot when a size 9 exploded in his face. Come on, Arnold. We're leaving. I want a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've already got one. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything left to say, except if you haven't already, you should visit TimeWarpJunkie.com. We're proud to be sponsored by TimeWarpJunkie.com. They are a one-stop shop for nostalgia, decor, apparel, and other items. You could definitely use our promo code HABBAT20 at checkout and get yourself 20% off your order. They have everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s that your nostalgic heart may desire. Once again, that's TimeWarpJunkie.com. Well, Jesse, this has been a good walk down television memory lane. Um, mm-hmm. We may have to revisit some other shows we didn't get to talk about this time around in a future episode. But uh, hopefully people will comment, subscribe, and let us know any anecdotes or moments they love from the shows we discussed. Uh, once again, though, this has been the Oh, I Had That podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Jesse. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.